Welcome back to another episode of the weekly Coastwatch Football Podcast, where we chat all things Central Coast Mariners and the A-League. My name is Lockie, I'm your host, and guys, I just want to start off by saying a huge thank you to everyone who has just sent in some kind words and supported the page in um, in the recent weeks as we slowly, we're steadily but slowly building towards the kickoff of the A-League season, only 38 days away, but we've just hit a thousand followers on TikTok, which is just crazy. Um, and on YouTube too, you guys have been really loving the videos, which is great. We did a video the other day ranking the A-League kits. That was really fun. And then we've just started our FIFA uh, Mariners, FIFA 22 career mode series, where, uh, which I think is a great way to sort of uh, build the hype for the season, you know, just going through the season virtually. So um, the first few episodes of that are up now on the YouTube page um, as of this podcast upload at least. And um, yeah, the series is going to be continuing through this pre-season. So, um, guys, if you want to check out any of those things, of course, in the description, you can head to the links and uh, and check out all the fun action that's happening on Coastwood Football because I'm really enjoying creating all this content for you guys. But again, it's 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 certainly not about me. It's all about the community that we're sort of building here. So always looking to get you guys involved. And that is why today's episode is very special, getting you guys involved with some fan questions. And I mean, I put this up on, um, on, on the socials today in terms of... Um, because it was sort of just a spur of the moment thing. I was like, oh, I should like, it'd be cool. Like I know like on a lot of podcasts, they do like fan questions like as a segment. Um, so I thought I'd try it and I got inundated with questions. So um, this uh, just 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 as a one-off is going to be a, a sort of exclusively a fan question episode, just like discussing some of the things that you guys have sent through, which I think will be interesting and would love to sort of create a conversation. So whether you want to jump to the YouTube comments or on the social media um, sites, you can, you can sort of, yeah, we can get the conversation rolling. Um, but let's kick off with the news surrounding the Mariners and the A-League and uh, actually a big one for the A-League. The major sponsor for the A-League men's competition has been released, Isuzu Ute Australia. And, um, yeah, man, it doesn't, uh, as, as a lot of people have already said in the past week, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue, does it? It's um, Hyundai A-League really had a ring to it. And it was almost like you sort of just, I remember I used to sort of just think of that as like as a package. I didn't even just call it the A-League. I was like, oh, let's watch the Hyundai A-League. It sort of, just, I don't know, it rolled really well f- uh, for whatever reason. But Isuzu Ute, Isuzu Ute A-League men's, it's, I'm not sure. Uh, again, it, this might be something that, just with over time, over time, maybe we'll get settled into it. But it might be one of those things where like, I mean, for example, with the Socceroos and stuff, wasn't it like for a while, I don't think they are anymore, but the Caltech Socceroos, obviously no one's going around saying, hey man, are you a fan of the Caltech Socceroos? No one's actually saying that, right? But I think this might be one of those things. No one is actually going to say the Isuzu U A-League men's, apart from obviously like broadcasters and whatever. But um, yeah, an interesting one. So doesn't quite roll off the tongue, but another car manufacturer uh, has been announced as the major sponsor of the A-League men's competition. Um, the Mariners have confirmed the women's NPL coaching setup, uh, which is very exciting. We're sort of, this 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 move is sort of, um, I mean, we're sort of uh, preparing for to enter the A-League women's competition, as it's called now, um, in the coming years. And it's great to see that we're really, I think we're really going to be taking it seriously and setting out, setting ourselves up to really make sure we last in the competition. You know, of course, the Mariners were in the W League um, many years ago now. Uh, and it's great to see that we're establishing um, just just the groundwork and, and, and getting things ready for when we do enter the women, women's competition, hopefully real soon. Um, so great news for that. And and again, the, the women's football fan base on the coast is massive and 
just the introduction of this women's team um, at a national level in a national competition is going to be absolutely huge. And I mean, I'm so excited for them to come to the competition because then that sort of expands the podcast and sort of the social socials even more. We can be start covering all the women's league stuff as well. So um, can't wait for it. There's been some signing news as well. The Mariners have finally signed a backup goalkeeper, Yaron Souza. He's a 24-year-old goalkeeper. He came up through the ranks at Melbourne City and also spent time in Turkey and Malaysia and he arrives at the Mariners I think at, a, at an interesting time in his career 24 it's sort of an interesting age in the life of a footballer where you're not necessarily considered a young exciting product anymore uh, by you know 23 24 you really start to establish yourself as a footballer and you know so is it coming back to Australia we're seeing a lot of that especially during these COVID times of players returning back to Australia and um I think this is a really sort of interesting signing because, you know, you see a lot of A-League sides as they're sort of their backup keepers. They don't get a lot of game time, obviously, in Australia here. You know, it's not like overseas where you've got regular cup competitions running through, you know, the season where you can rotate squads and keepers. It's pretty much just the A-League for, for throughout the summer, you know. So it's uh, the backup goalkeeper thing is an interesting thing in the A-League. And uh, But the, I like this signing because, I mean, just from what it sounds like, from what Soza is saying, he's he's not here to just be another backup keeper in the A-League. He's 24. He's, want, he's someone that wants to establish himself at least at A-League level and really, you know, be playing first-team football. Um, of course, he's arrived at the club that has arguably the best goalkeeper in the A-League at the moment. And Mark Birgitti, of course, had a standout season for us last year. So, but I mean, that's, it's only going to make things better, right? Having that competition and knowing at least that we have a solid keeper in Yaron Sosa to come in in case Beerus does pick up any injuries or what or whatever goes on there. So, um, yeah, a good signing, a great signing for the squad and things starting to look really, really solid now in terms of our squad. And, um, again, we're sort of keeping an eye on that at the moment in terms of, you know, where are there little weaknesses here and there? I think there's only maybe a couple things here and there where we still have to sort of like, you know, uh, patch up some holes. Uh, the signing of Stormery, which we talked about in last week's podcast, was obviously a great signing as well. But yeah, Yaron Souza, welcome to the club. And finally as well, the Central Coast Mariners 2021-22 kits are now available for pre-order, which is very exciting. I know plenty of fans are very keen to get their hands on those. I'm, I'm still tossing up on which one I want because um, it, initially I was like thinking the Navy. Uh, just because it looks so clean. I love like the little like yellow trim and everything. But the white kit, man, like we, we don't, we very rarely see Mariners white kits these days. And it's got, it's sort of like half blue and half yellow around the neck. And I think the sleeves as well. It's so cool. So I'm actually maybe leaning towards that one. Um, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll just go crazy and pick up all three. But um, I mean, you will see. You will see. When I when I do finally get them, I will certainly be wearing it on the podcast as soon as they get as soon as um as soon as they arrive. So very exciting there. Um, oh, and as well, another another little extra piece of news: Mariners memberships have started arriving in the mail. I do know a bunch of fans who have uh, who have started um, their memberships arriving in the mail. So keep an eye out for that if you are waiting on your Mariners membership. If you are interested in getting a Mariners membership, sign up and support the club. You can do that on the Central Coast Mariners website. Uh, the links are all there. Head over to ccmariners.com.au to, to get that all sorted. But man, okay, fan questions. Let's do it. Because you guys sent us some really good questions and uh, it's quite some quite thought-provoking questions, which really made me like 
think. And um, it's going to be, it's again, as I mentioned earlier, I really sort of want to make it a conversational sort of thing um, and get you guys involved in the conversation as well. So we'd love to hear your opinions on some of these things that we're going to be discussing. Um, so let's jump into it right now. Um, first of all, Harry, shout out to Harry from the football podcast. I know he's a big fan of the page and, uh, he's actually a Newcastle Jets fan and, um, Harry, great work with the podcast. Um, it's, it's good to see you, uh, get doing, doing your own football podcast as well and, and, and getting the, getting the word out there for Australian football. Really, really love it. Um, he asks, who do you think is the Mariners biggest signing so far? Which is a fantastic question because it's hard to answer because a few of the players that we have brought in so far are unknowns in Cy Goddard, Benny and Cololo, but I think it has to be Nicola Muller. Uh, he, he's a class player. Um, he was, he arrived at the Wanderers a couple of years ago and, you know, he, I don't think he, I don't think he's quite reached his peak in terms of how well he can perform. You know, he, he was playing in the top flight in Germany for many years and, you know, what is he, 33, 34 now? I think he's still got a lot to offer and, especially in this Mariners side. I think he'll be a great replacement for Danny De Silva. Again, a lot of question marks over where he will fit into the side, whether you play him up top as a striker, in as a number 10. You could probably play him out in the left where Danny um, Danny De Silva did play last season. So interesting. But for me, Nikolai Muller is up there at number one. And uh, he also asked the football podcast, asks, do you think the Mariners could be challenging for the title this season? And this ties in with some of uh, your guys' other questions as well. Aiden asking honest thoughts on the competition of each team and where we will be on the table. So a lot of questions coming in regarding our placement in the league this season. And, um, I mean, if you listen to last week's podcast, I sort of did a rough early table prediction, and I will be doing a prop one closer to uh, the kickoff of the season. Um, but in that rough prediction, I put us in fifth, which is maybe a little bit too optimistic. And uh, even now I'm thinking maybe that is a little bit too optimistic. I, I, have, I have to say, I'd, I mean, I'd love to see us make finals again. But the main thing is that... So many of the teams, so many of the other teams, of course. I mean, we say this every year, but so many teams have strengthened this year. The weaker teams have strengthened. You know, Melbourne victory, Newcastle Jets, the bottom two sides were really out of the competition for basically for the second half of, of the season. Uh, they've both strengthened, strengthened really, really, really well. I can't see, I can't see either of those sides finishing in the bottom two again this year. Um, and I think the thing to consider as well is that this season teams. Opposition teams won't be viewing Central Coast Mariners as just a walk in the park match. I think in the previous, you know, five, six years, teams did come to Central Coast Stadium and, you know, didn't weren't really expecting too much of a challenge. You know, it's crazy to think for such a long time that we just weren't winning games. Um, obviously, last season was certainly a lot better. But, uh, but after having such a successful season last year where we were beating so many sides teams are really going to be wary of us now. And that's the challenge for Nick Montgomery on Nick Montgomery as well. Teams are going to be knowing sort of what they're going to, going to, they know what to expect when they're playing the Mariners now. Right. And sort of the defensive shape that we had last season, which was just a key sort of, that was the catalyst to our success as well. Um, teams are going to be figuring that out, man. 
And, you know, we've got to make sure we stay up to par with them. When you look at the quality of our squad of, of squads compared to others, I think we're certainly dropping down. And if you were to rank the ladder purely on quality of squad, I, I don't think there's any chance we're in the top six. There's so much strength in some of these big clubs. Wanderers, Melbourne Victory, these big clubs have strengthened so well. I'm, I'm still going to put us in for a fifth, sixth place finish. Very hard to, to see us finishing any higher. And that's me being 100% realistic. Um, I like to think that we have the quality to get to the finals, but it's, it's going to be almost impossible to finish in the top four. Um, just as I mentioned, the quality in some of those big sides, way too hard, way too hard to beat. Um, so, yeah, guys, it's going to be an interesting one. What do you think? What do, you, do you think Mariners have the potential to finish in the top four? Are we going to be dropping out into the into the bottom six again? Um, I mean, no fan likes to predict their team to, to drop out into the bottom six, but, um, yeah, it's going to be certainly going to be interesting. Um, this is an interesting question in from Sam. How close, how close do you think the Mariners are to being back up at the ta- top of the table consistently, consistently? So this sort of, uh, ties in nicely with the, with the previous discussion there, but, um, Sam's talking about consistently, you know, in those early years in the A-League, we were one of the top sides, you know, basically from season one, where we were in the first ever grand final against Sydney FC, pretty much all the way until 2014. And, um, after that it was the complete opposite and, uh, how, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one because Stadjic really set up the foundations for a successful squad last season. And I think fans would have been really up opt- had Stadjic have stuck around, would have been just as optimistic, you know, even more optimistic for this upcoming season with Stadjic leaving. And some key players in, you know, Stensness, Stefan Negro, Jack Clisby leaving, um, you know, we still retained a, a large sort of portion of the squad. Um, but, you know, Montgomery coming in, it, it, it's, it's sort of a, it's just that little bit sort of, you know, a little bit of a question mark now in terms of, you know, is this squad still up there to, to, to be a top side in the A-League? I think we're still a few years off. I think we are still a few years off um, to becoming a top-of-the-table team consistently. You know, you have to look at when you think of the definition of a top um, of a consist of, of a team that finishes consistently at the top end of the table. You have to look at Sydney FC. You have to look at now Melbourne City, who are looking real strong and you know are probably favourites to win the title again. Um, Adelaide and Brisbane are pretty much finishing the finals every single year as well. You know, these sides are constantly bringing in quality players um they are generally really really strong at home and uh i think we're still a few seasons off getting there if we can have another finish in the finals this year and keep that upward trend going of success at the central coast then i can think we can be optimistic maybe in a couple of years time that we will be considered a top table side. Because, you know, even this year, even despite finishing third last year, people are predicting us to come, you know, bottom four, bottom four. So, um, yeah, man, I think we're still a few years. I think we're still a few years off, that's for sure. Uh, some more interesting questions coming in. Aaron asks, thoughts on potential fan ownership. Uh, this is an interesting one. And I should preface, preface this by saying that uh, I'm not at all a, 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 you know, I'm not... Business when it comes to football is certainly not my forte, uh, but the fan ownership thing is one that is really interesting. And as far as I know, none of the sides in the A League are fan owned. But obviously, with a lot of the sort of uh, 
you know, question marks over the Mariners and their ownership for the past 12 months, you know, from like Mike Charlesworth looking to sell the club, you know, to think, six, what was it, six months ago or so when Manchester United were interested? That feels like ages ago now. Um, and, you know, the, the mystery buyers here and there potentially being interested in buying us. A lot of sort of, you know, it's a, it, it's a scary time for Mariners fans, you know, that little bit of uncertainty. So we do want that that sort of uh, t- that feeling of being comfortable knowing that our club is safe and secure. The fan ownership, I'm just not sure how that would work, especially considering that we don't necessarily have the strongest fan base. And, you know, our membership numbers uh, are one of the lowest in the league. That, of course, you know, you have to consider population sizes and everything. Of course, Central Coast, you know, one of the smallest population. Considering, I mean, considering the numbers that we do have and the numbers that we bring to games, well, I think we actually do pretty well con- comparing, you know, to cities like Perth and, and Brisbane and Sydney, you know, um, that have much larger population um, sizes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested to see how it works. It'd be interesting to see what you guys think of the fan ownership thing. Um, I think I'd definitely be keen for it. And there's certainly... I mean, I think the great thing about the Mariners, it, the, the, there is sort of a core group. There's a core fan base that has been there since day one that are really passionate supporters of the club as well that, you know, will do anything to keep the club afloat. So who knows? Maybe we'll see that happen, you know, one day, a, a fan ownership of a club in the A-League. Uh, I liked this question from Tim who asks, who do you think has the most potential in the current Mariners squad. Uh, so many exciting young players in this Mariners lineup who I reckon we will see have breakout seasons this year in the A-League. And for me, though, if I had to pick one, I would say Max Ballard. Max is someone who got limited minutes in the A-League last season. And from what people are saying around the club and some of the players have said in, you know, interviews here and there and whatever, people are sort of talking him up a little bit in terms of his game. And, you know, as far as we know, has been performing pretty well um, throughout the youth ranks for, for a number of years now, Max. And uh, I reckon he's a player that we'll see implemented in, in the squad a lot more, especially how it's looking at the moment, considering that our only central midfielders are Oli Bazanic, Joshi Nisbet, and Max Ballard, and, you know, Joshy Nisbet can play it on that right-hand side, and, and, you know, it could be Ballard, and at the moment, if we were, if we were to start a team, if, we had an, if, we, if our FFA Cup round of 32 match was kicking off tomorrow night, you'd probably see Ballard and Bazanek starting in the middle of the park. I think Max Ballard is someone who, who has the potential to step up and, and, and show, show his quality, because, you know, you think back to that where he played the first half away to Melbourne City, he really struggled, um, but he showed glimpses here. I think it was uh, at home to Western United, came on in the second half, got to play half an hour and looked really decent in, this, in the middle of the park, in the middle of the park, showed good vision, playing decent passes, you know, switching the play a few times. And uh, again, it's, 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 it's tricky just to make a full judgment on his, on his, uh, on his play style, you know, not seeing a lot of him. But um just hearing everything and especially, you know, the link with Monty being so involved with the academy sides, Max Ballard is one. I think this could be a huge season for Matt Hatch as well. I think, again, after getting a taste at, at the A-League last year and uh, that fantastic debut goal, which I keep talking about, I keep thinking back to you. It's one of my favorite ever. It's, it's up there. It's one of my favorite all-time Mariners goals. I, it's, dude. Uh, just such a magical moment for uh, for the Mariners, um, and to see like a local lad scoring debut is just awesome. But Man Hatch, 
could have a big season. And, you know, especially, it was actually interesting, the other day on the socials put out a post sort of carrying, covering the the depth in the Mariners' defense and, and sort of the options we had there left back. You've got Noah Smith, who we've brought in from Adelaide, who is only 20 years of age, and now Matt Hatch. And, you know, people sort of suggesting that they'd probably like to see maybe Hatchy get a run. No, you know, both young players probably at a similar level now. Obviously, Noah Smith just a little bit more A League experience had a, had a sort of a stint at Adelaide United at the first part of the last season. Um, but Hatchy is, is has shown again limited minutes, but has showed the signs here. Has a lot of pace. I mean, it's clearly shown on FIFA. If you haven't checked out the FIFA videos, ninety two pace. Matt Hatch, one of the fastest players in the A League. Um, but yeah, man, I'd like to see Hatchie get a run in the A-League as well. I think you're looking at those two players, and I'm sure that there's going to be more coming through as well. Again, Montgomery, his connection to the academy side, he's going to bring through a bunch of young players. Um, oh, which actually just goes, I mean, which reminds me of the fact that it's quite an interesting, I was actually quite surprised, to be honest, to see both Jordan Smiley and Matty Cahill um, let out to NPL sites, uh, which is which is an interesting uh piece of, I guess, transfer news there as well. A little bit of ex- extra transfer news, um, but sort of flew under the radar there. But yeah, Matty Cahill's heading off as well. Of course, Smiley's move was announced a few weeks ago. Um, but I was surprised considering that I thought both of those would have got, both of those players would have gotten some game time this year. And um, yeah, interesting one. It's an interesting one for sure. But <clears throat> Pardon me. But keep an eye out for those two players this year, Maxi Ballard, Matt Hatch, and um, I'm, sure, I'm sure there'll be more coming through the production line as well. <laughs> this is Sam who asks, former Mariner in their prime that you would add to our current squad. Um, now, this depends on where you're talking, whether you're talking about their prime at the Mariners or their prime in their career. Because if you're talking about the prime in their career, you know, Mila Yerenak, you know, one of the greatest all-time Socceroos midfielders, Tommy Rogic, I mean, these players, you know, certainly hit the heights later on in their careers compared to when they're at the Mariners when they were just starting to show a little bit, right? But I'd probably have to go Mila Yerenak. I mean, he's just such a class player. Uh, his, his ability to control things in, in that sort of central midfield position, his ability to take stunning free kicks and penalties, uh, just a fantastic player. But as well, Patrick Zwanzweik is up there as well. If you're looking at players who have had the best sort of, uh, you know, in their prime while at the Mariners, you know, Patrick Zwanzweik was, what, 36, 37 while playing at the Mariners. But he was pro- he's, he's up there as one of our greatest players of all time. And for me, he's, one of my, he's probably up there, you know, top three favorite players of all time, that's for sure. Um, he was just incredible. Trent Sainsbury as well. Um, actually, funnily enough, that, 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 that sort of cues in nicely a couple of episodes ago, if you want to check it out. We ran through the greatest Mariners team of all time, going from goalkeeper all the way up to, to strikers. So, um, yeah, we uh, spent a lot of time re- reminiscing on some of those plays. But, yeah, Millie Edenak for me. Um, okay, we've got some interesting questions coming in as well involving the A-League. And, uh, of course, we're with the podcast, not just talking about the Mariners, but looking to expand things to the A-League as well. And do have a question coming in here. Uh, thoughts on Melbourne victory this season? Uh, finals contenders? And, again, it's Melbourne victory, who I just touched on earlier, I think will certainly improve this season. And, you know, not only have they brought in a wide variety of quality players, Jason Davidson, Mats Baranovic, they brought in a centre-back from a former Wolves centre-back, Roderick Miranda, um, Josh Brolante's in there, Nick D'Agostino, and more to come in as well. But the biggest signing for me is Tony Popovich, who is 
an incredibly successful coach at A-League level, won the premiership with Wanderers in their inaugural season and won the premiership with Perth Glory in his first season in charge and, of course, won an Asian Champions League. Uh, will Melbourne Victory fin- be finishing in the finals? I think yes. I definitely think yes. I know I in my um, ladder prediction I did last episode, I said seventh for them, but I, uh, I'm, it's already chopping and changing now. I think we'll definitely see Victory finish in the top six. Top four? I don't know. I they definitely. I don't think. I can't see them matching uh, Melbourne City this season. I can't see them matching Sydney FC. Um, I can see them maybe finishing fifth, fourth. They might sneak into fourth. Um, but yeah, for sure, Melbourne Victory will jump up. That's for sure. Another question. Well, this isn't much of a question, but just simply a statement. Transfer news. Sean asks about transfer news. If there's going to be been any transfer news happening. So of course we've covered uh, Yaron Sosa arriving at the club. Um, just in the in the recent in recent days, but uh, the one I do want to touch on as well, and shout out to SB4 and Twitter has asked about this as well about the Brazilian striker who uh, the Mariners have been linked with recently, uh, Mateus Moresh, who's been playing at Galang International in Singapore. Um, now, I some interesting developments, nothing major, but. The season is finishing up. They have just played their last game a couple of days. This past weekend, they just played their last league game. And, I've, you know, we've been following the Instagram stories and everything, just like keeping an eye if there's any hints of like, you know, heading to Australia or something, you know, right? Um, and I, 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 there's a couple of things to this, right? Number one, the, the season finishing, as just mentioned, in Singapore. But number two, the release of Matt Cahill. Jordan Smiley and Matt Cahill both leaving to get game time at NPL clubs shows that they won't be getting game time here, which is bizarre considering that our only real strikers are Matt Simon and Marco Reña, which suggests that Mariners will probably be bringing in another striker, 23-year-old Brazilian striker, Mateus Moresh. So I think with Cahill now leaving, this just boosts the chances of of, uh, Moresh signing. I reckon we'll see it happen. Um hopefully in the coming weeks we'll see it announced and uh yeah man we'll keep our eyes out for it but uh he sounds like an exciting player i've seen a couple highlight snippets from here and there from his time in uh in this in in singapore there and he looks pretty decent he looks pretty decent so uh he looks tall he looks fast as well and uh 23 years of age uh, another young player as well so i hope it goes through but i reckon it'll happen man i reckon it'll happen so we'll keep our eyes out for that one mateus moresh um, and one final question as well, and and I, and I wanted to finish on this one because uh, this is sort of a, a great question that I wanted to just touch on briefly, briefly as well. But Harry, once again, thanks for sending in the questions. Harry asks, what inspired you to start the Coastwatch Football Podcast? Well, this is a great question because, and I've you know, if you have been a long time listener, I've touched on it here and there in terms of sort of what the what I guess the idea is behind this, right? And I, again, I do appreciate guys, you know, coming along for the journey and, and, and building this community community with me as well. But the ultimate goal for me is that I want to create an excited and passionate fan base, not just for the Mariners, but for the A-League. Obviously, the Mariners is, is a great sort of, you know, uh, like, I guess, platform for me to do that, them being the team that I've supported since I was 10 years old. Um but for the A-League in general, I think I think especially with the size of the, the A-League's at, the clubs have to band together. They have to share fan, not share fan bases, but if you're a supporter of an A-League club, you're a supporter of the A-League as a whole. You know what I mean, right? And that's the only way that we're going to grow. 
And for me, I want to sort of change the conversation a little bit, not change the conversation. I mean, there's so many people doing so many great things in Australian football and I'm just, you know, another person sort of, you know, providing my two cents. But I just want to help push Australian football that little bit step forward. And I'm trying my best now to make content that's different and that's exciting. And that's why I've, you know, been doing stuff like the FIFA videos. And you're going to see a whole lot more videos coming on the YouTube channel, Coast Watch Football on YouTube. That, that are going to be really fun and really interactive. And again, looking to get you guys involved as well um, in some of those videos coming up in the future. So stay tuned for that as well. But yeah, I think that's what inst- inspired me to start up this, you know, uh, to, to build that excitement, to build that passion. And again, guys, I think so, so much. Like I do appreciate it so much because uh, this really wouldn't be anything if no one was listening. So it's so great to see that the listenership is building. Um, I think on YouTube, we've been hitting like consistently now we're starting to hit 100 views per episode which is amazing which is like way more than than i would ever expect so um thank you so much guys and thanks so much for sending in those questions i wish i could get to them all if i didn't answer your question um apologies we, I, I try to get around to all of them keep sending through the questions we're going to try and do this every single week and I, we won't just be the entire episode we'll do a little segment maybe towards the start or maybe towards the end where we'll do fan questions where i'll pick out a few really good questions to to discuss but um guys thanks for sending, thanks for sending in those questions and um man the A-League season is not too um, far away. Keep an eye. I reckon we're going to be hearing news real soon now that restrictions are starting to ease in New South Wales about the FFA Cup. So keep an eye out for that on the Coast Watch Football Socials. Again, links down in the description to this podcast. Check out the Coast Watch Football social media channels and join us on YouTube where we've got plenty of fun and exciting videos dropping um, multiple times a week. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into this podcast episode, Coast Watch Football. Have a great week and I'll chat to you next Tuesday.